is Wednesday, June 17th. And as we continue picking up this tool of prayer this week, as we receive this gift of prayer, this pausing and reflecting and rejoicing, asking and yielding, we are tracking in some sense with the moment that we find ourselves in culturally, but also with the rhythm, the macro rhythm of the church, which is the wake of Pentecost. And so let us just sit with this moment as we pause to approach God in prayer. So pray this with me, if you will. How does I enter prayer now? I pause to still myself before you, to cast my anxious heart upon yours, and to center my whole self upon your goodness. God of rescue and hope, I thank you that you receive us. May your spirit be with us and in us and move through us. Amen. As a reminder, as we turn from that place of pausing, we come into a space of reflecting and rejoicing that our reflections can sometimes be nostalgic in nature and draw us back away from the moment we're in. And sometimes as we look back, those moments can be a gift to our present. They can actually give space for us to thank God, space for us to lament before God, space for us to yell at God, space for us to worship him. And so we say here in this moment that we just rejoice. I rejoice in God's goodness, his protection today. And we just join with the, the words of the psalmist that say simply this, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. I cried out and he answered me. Moving further still into this, this season of the wake of Pentecost, we see that as we continue in Acts, we actually see this moment where the Spirit comes, fills these people. There's bewilderment. These Galileans are speaking in the native tongues, the heart language of the people present, of the Jews who had came from all the known regions to Jerusalem. And then this happens. Peter stands up and he raises his voice and he says this, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. And maybe you're listening to this at nine in the morning and that strikes you as very sobering. Now, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the thing. This is the moment 
that has been spoken of beforehand and has now come to those who've given their allegiance to Jesus. What a beautiful thing to look back and remember the words of the prophets that came to bear in this moment. Every promise finds its yes and amen in Jesus. And so right now, we can so often get focused on what's happening inside of the church. We can turn inwards, even into ourselves, our families, our, our friend groups, our experiences, and we neglect to allow the movement of God's grace to turn outward, which is its natural orientation. To prophesy is to speak the words of God. And that is what all people will do when the Spirit is poured upon them. They will proclaim the words of God. This is the good news that we have as we reflect and rejoice. And so in light of that, we just ask. We ask God that he would forgive us. For so often we are focused only on ourselves, for our own advancement, for the management of our image, for our protection. We, we hold tightly to our resources because we're afraid of what might happen in the forthcoming days rather than trusting you. God, I repent that that is my heart posture. I trust in myself so often more than I trust you. So God, would you, would you pour out your spirit on all people? We play, we just pray in this moment for those who have felt excluded from your promise. Perhaps there's those who in the history of our nations have, have look, they look back and they think about their identity and who they are today and they think they are outside of your goodness. God, I would ask that you would fill them today and heal them. And we entrust that to you. Because God, you say, everyone who calls on your name will be saved. And so we yield that they're not calling on our names. They're calling on yours. So Lord, we bring this prayer of yielding before you. Jesus, would you show us who to make your name known to, who to point to you, be it our children, be it our friends, be it our colleagues, help us to carry your name with honor this day. And we thank you that if we open our mouths, you will fill them, that you will give us the words that we need for the moment at hand.